All right, all right. Um, first time, table talking drinks, and uh, so I've got a little script here because uh, I can't remember everything I wrote down. So uh, Just wing it. <laughs> welcome to Table Talk and Drinks, <clears throat> where we drink adult beverages and uh, talk about tabletop RPGs. We'll talk about rules that you may or may not know, uh, one-shot ideas, campaign ideas, character ideas, and whatever else may come to mind. I'm your host, David Mode, and I'm here tonight with... Derek Dalton. And uh, tonight we're going to be uh, talking D&D, you know, the, uh, the largest of the TTRPGs. Um, so, uh, yeah. What's first? Okay, so we got sound good. Sorry, I just got to keep check on the chat or not the chat. The uh, we're professionals. <laughs> I got to check on the the stream, and make sure everything's running smooth. Um, okay. I should have got another drink. Sorry. There's one in that fridge. I know. There's one in that fridge. <laughs> I got another one here just for backup. I'm like, ah, I'm running out. Palmer Palmer's. Uh. All right. We are three minutes in. So it is okay to swear. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um, so, I came across something in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. I've owned the book since it came out. And, uh... Is this uh, one of the D&D Yeah, it's a D&D source book. Oh, is it source book? Is it D&D from Wizards? Or is yeah, it still... it's a D&D source book. Like, oh. okay. Um, and, uh... There's a couple things that I had no fucking clue that existed. Um, well, it was the first time I'm hearing it. Group assistance. If everybody has the same patron. So say you've got five people in your party. And all five people worship... The same deity? The same deity. Um, you know, whomever that might be. Um... There is a thing called group assistance, um, and having a group patron gives an adventuring group a common purpose, blah, 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 blah. Oh. Um, as a result of this unity, each member of the party can grant advantage to an ability check, an attack roll, or a saving throw of another party member. That's awesome. <laughs> um, to grant advantage in this way, a character and the chosen target must be able to see or hear each other. Um, and neither can be incapacitated. <coughs> um, and then once a party member grants advantage in this way, they can't do it again until they finish a long rest. I did not fucking know that. I've never... It's never crossed my mind... To be like, oh, hey, uh, let's everybody follow the same patron. Yeah, well, yeah, but no one's going to do that. But that's that's actually kind of cool. And I can think of a few ways to be kind of a sneaky, sneaky uh, uh, shenanigans of that. Like be monks or a bunch of clerics. Well, there <laughs> was them like the, uh, with Tyr. Um, wizards, their, uh, their example is a group of wizards pledges themselves to their patron, Tasha, the witch queen. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Talk about broken. Dude, I think it's freaking sweet. That's cool. That's um, awesome. I like that. Yeah, like, I... 
I read that. I it was maybe a week or so ago, two weeks ago, and I was reading that, and I was like, "This can't be fucking real." Like I'm on I'm on my phone. I'm on the D and D app, and I'm like going through, and I'm just like, "Nah, this isn't actually source material." You like, thought, I'm yeah. like, "This is this is some bullshit fucking homebrew." Like yeah, homebrew or some fucking post that somebody put out there. Like like because uh, you know how D and D Beyond has uh, like little articles and stuff oh, yeah. put out from different people. I was like, oh yeah, it's just something like that. But I went, I went on on D and D Beyond, and uh, it's literally in the group patron section of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Like that is awesome. And there are so many really cool things in this chapter. Um, there's perks for your service. Um, whether they be standard business arrangements. As a steady wage, access to facilities, extraordinary boons, audiences with powerful figures, um, exceptions from certain laws. Um, so it just expands on everything. But... Yeah. And this is a really, really good way, especially I think if you've got new players at the table, if you say you've got one veteran and a couple of uh, of new people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously sit down with your DM and you guys can sit, talk about it. But if everybody had the same patron, mm-hmm. like just think of like how a new player would feel like coming into that party. They can just, um, you know, it's like, oh, you know, the veteran, you know, say say David Lott in our Iceland campaign. You know, he's played a lot of D&D. Um, you know, he's like, well, this is how it's supposed to be. This is raw, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And, you know, this new player is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with raw. What is these, what is this three-letter <laughs> word? Like, you know, he's got Who's the DM over there saying raw and, and you know, rule of cool and, uh, you know, this and this. And it's like the new players are like, I don't fucking know what's going on. Right. Um, By the way, the rule of cool is always a good thing with yeah. new players. <laughs> Especially when I was going, it was... Yeah, when I first did D&D, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. And it's, uh, so this, uh, that, uh, that rule with everybody the same pages, it, it, does it have to be everybody or just it has have, to be the entire party? So it has to be entirely, like, if you have an entirety of, like, ten people, ten people have to be worshiping the, the same. The entire party. That is the way it works. That's the way it's written. Okay. I can see, like, a DM, um, choosing to, um, to not do it that way, but the way it is written, um... It has to be done that way, yeah. Um, which is which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's a way to have a cohesive table. Agreed. Um, I can see like. All right, I gotta pause. Sorry, I'm. I'm trying to share our live over on Facebook. Um, I don't know if our uh, if our Twitter master is going to be able to send this out on Twitter later. Um, he should. But if he does, uh, you know, check us out on Twitter. Um, like I said, this is our first. This is our first stream. This is the first uh, setup of uh, table talk and drinks. And uh, you know, the drinks are because there's alcoholic beverages. Maybe we get drunk. Maybe we don't. Well, um, I was planning. <laughs> his goal is to get drunk and and wing this entire entire podcast. <laughs> I'll probably pick up a few things here. I'm in. I'm into the character creation. I'm waiting for that, and then we'll see how far I get into these drinks. <laughs> yeah. All right. I need to post.
All right, sorry. Um, nope, sorry. Remember, we're professionals. Professional. Professionals. Um, okay. Everybody has hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a couple more. Is there anything you want to talk about before I keep just burning down my list? Well, I could burn something real quick, according to um, D&D. Uh, there's a lot of books out there, especially. This is the one uh, for the campaigns I've been trying plan but i need the books because i need to go into more details anybody doesn't know there's a company called ghostfire gaming they have um a book called grim hollow it's a horror um campaign um it's not really much of a horror it's like you can play it horror or you can play it you know casually like you know most of us do or really dorky like with scary creatures um but there's something in here that, uh, where is it? It was like this, the, the Seeker's Guide to the Twister Taverns. It's different taverns that you can put into D&D. Um, they each, into your world or your build. And each of them have like uh, different boons or stuff that you get there, special items. But I thought it was really cool to make a, a campaign like that. Set it to a whatever world. And do a do a tavern bar crawl. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So like like perfect example. We're all drinking, <laughs> and then like um, we gotta go find like why the the main plot was like um, why is your favorite bar changing into like a five star hotel and being ruined? You know, it's kind of like the the big rich people coming in and taking over your your favorite part of town or your favorite bar or restaurant and then turning it into something that's not and work it that way. But, okay. then, but then each time you turn a bar back over or you save it or do whatever, and there's more to it I got planned, but like once you turn it over, you get that boon or you get that item or you get that uh, taverns or bars, unpledged item loyalty to go and you know, save as much bars or restaurants as possible. So I thought it was pretty cool. It's awesome. It's a, it's there. And I like also like the grim dark of a lot of stuff. That was this one. It's like it's like it's grim dark, but it's like you don't have to play it that way. You said that was Ghost Fire Gaming. Ghost Fire Gaming is where you okay. can go by. Not sponsored. Not spo- we are nope. not sponsored by anybody. Nope. Don't I... don't look at our drinks. <laughs> they're not. They're, we're not sponsored by anybody. We work for these people. Well, not we do work. not. <laughs> <laughs> We are not sponsored. This is not a sponsored video. We don't yep. make any money off of this. We do this for fun. Yep. Um, yep. Not not sponsored. The people. I'm I not- mean, hey, if you want to sponsor us and you're watching, hit us up. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on TikTok. Hit us up on on YouTube. You know. Um, so. We've huh. uh, yeah. So. And then um, another one that I thought was really cool. It's it's just funny. So everybody, everybody personalizes their spells, whether it be uh, Balmir and you know everything has to be a gun because he's an artificer pirate from Luskin. Hell yeah, <laughs> pirates! I might be a one trick pony, but pirates is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I just thought this was a was a really cool like quote from Tasha. Um, it says, "When I first learned magic from Baba Yaga." I couldn't help but add spectral chicken legs to all my spells. She said she wasn't a fan, but I caught her grinning a few times. So, of course, I still add those legs. What use is magic if you can't harness it to amuse your mom? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is freaking shit. awesome. 
<laughs> that's another thing too like I want more flay from people like some wacky magic stuff there's a lot of like you know rural lawyers like no magic has to be this or he turns like this you know especially like when I use firebolt my my crossbow imbues magic of runes and all this other crap that my, my characters carved and learned over the years and then shoots a magic beam I'm thinking because I think when I think he shoots it's a freaking beam of freaking red energy that shoots out like an anime style <laughs> it's just like cloud of smoke so in your in your you know if you're if you see it as a beam kind of like a laser mm-hmm. um would it go on forever until mm. your gun is your triggers unpulled or would you shoot it and it shoots just a little laser like a like, like a blaster from, it's, it's a from the wars that might happen in the stars. <laughs> I'm not it, trying to catch, catch any copyright <laughs> infringements here, man. It's 25 years. <laughs> We're good. It's fair use. But yes, it's 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 going to be like short bursts, but it's going to be more like towards the anime style things, not like realistic. Because, you know, when I play high fantasy, I try to, you know, just make it a little bit fun, a little bit silly, but sometimes serious on the serious parts. But it's, it's just a short burst, but it just, like, it just goes. And then I think you shoot it once, and it goes, and you gotta let go again to shoot it again. Well, I was just curious. So, like, if it's, like, a beam, say, like, a creature from, you know, anime, he's got goldy, spiky hair. Um, I don't you, you know, you know who I, I'm I, talking about. Yeah, you know wait, who I'm talking well, about. Any, you say goldy, spiky. Okay, no, so <laughs> the blonde, spiky guys. <laughs> Um, it takes five episodes. And it's yeah, like, oh. yeah, you know. It's, so, like, if it's a beam like that, I always wonder. Like, obviously, the blast is the the big round ball at the end, mm-hmm. but you've got that trail that's following it. What if somebody was to pass through that trail? Would they get hurt? Yeah, I don't think so. Would it stop it? I think it will. It will Cause Cause I mean, is I it th- an energy passing? Keep it, it, is it still pushing energy towards the end? Yeah. Well, it's still you got the end, whereas the mass, and you still have energy behind it, still pushing it. I say if somebody walks through it or somehow goes through it, uh, the that part gets cut off, and then that other part hits. So you can say it's do half damage to whatever you roll. What if I put a mirror? I would say I would say it still it still will go through it. I'm not thinking it's an actual laser like laser laser <laughs> like our laser. This is a laser of pure raw energy. Okay, okay, yeah. I was just curious, you know. I'm like I always wondered that. It was like, you know, it was like obviously the main force is that ball at the end. But like, what if somebody flew through the middle of the beam? Like, would they get hurt, or is that kind of like a, or is that kind of like a tail? Um, and there's nothing there. It's just a visual representation of where it came from. Could be both. Um, but I was like, I said, the thing is, it's like it's always like a, an energy. I'm pretty sure there's a subreddit somewhere on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a Reddit about it. Uh, um, but yeah, the thing is, I think it's just that you got the TNT in the front and then energy in the back. Okay, okay. Um, just like how I think of, uh, no, we use lightning. Lightning, no, connects two points. That's always interesting to me, though, because, like, lightning's faster than, you know, my beam of energy. Yeah. And D&D is like, oh, use this, DC 15, I rolled a four. I, I, I miss. That makes sense. 
But then it's like, I got a DC-20. I, I moved out of the way. And I don't take no damage from lightning. Lightning moves faster. Then I'm like, are you saying you're moving faster than light? Moving faster than light. And then, you cannot touch me. And, you know, that's that's what I think about when we're playing these games. Like, this is how, that's why, like, yeah, most of these things I think of is anime. Because, you know, you're moving faster than light. Because his whole life revolves around anime. It does. Like, that kind of does. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. <laughs> hey, hey, you know. Even though I haven't watched it. I'm not here to kink I, ha- I haven't watched an anime in, no, no, eight years. <laughs> he hasn't watched an anime in 20 minutes. <sighs> no, I have <laughs> Another time. Another time. Another time with anime. Um, no, D&D anime. <laughs> so, I've got one more that Go for it. really uh, kind of just jumped out at me. Um, jumped? Like physically jumped? Yeah. So, there's always, in every game I've ever played, there's always been a DMPC. Um, whether the DM's controlling it, generally the DM is controlling it. Obviously, it's a DMPC, but there's always an NPC that like ends up following the the party around for X amount of time, doing things and helping them and making things happen. Right? Did you know there's a stat block for that? <laughs> really? It's called a sidekick. Did you know you could play as a sidekick? But when you play... Who fucking knew? I didn't. Would that mean I get to play the sidekick? Or do you play it as a sidekick? You. I. So it's it's 100%. It's out of the hands of the DM. It's put in the player's hands. The player can choose to be a sidekick. They have their own leveling structure. I love that. Um, Sounds like fun. Or they can have a sidekick. Does this have plot armor? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no plot armor? Um, so the way it explains it is a sidekick can be any type of creature with a stat block in the monster manual. Okay. Um, but it has its own different different stat block than the monster? It's got its own, its own, its own leveling si- system. Mm. Um, and the sidekick becomes... Sorry, burps. Um, so you can't choose anything that's, that, uh, the stat block has to be half or lower for the CR rating. Okay. So, like, you can't go choose an owl bear, um, as your sidekick. I was gonna make my Um, owl bear a sidekick. (laughs) Um. Well, it looks like I'm being a druid. (laughs) And then the level of the sidekick becomes the average level of the party. So, all five members are level five, your sidekick's level five. Okay. But say three players are level five and two players are level three, your sidekick's level four. Okay. Um, That makes sense. So, there's different ways to play the sidekick. Uh, A player plays the sidekick as their second character. Mm. A player plays the sidekick as their only character. That'd be fun. Um, it's ideal, uh, it says it's ideal for a player who wants a character who's simpler than a typical player character. There's a lot less choices. Mm. Um, the players can jointly play the sidekick. So if you've got a party of five and there's like, hey, us three are really good friends with this guy, you know, we're 
us three are going to split who controls this side game. Or the DM plays the side game. That's out of the question. I'm not playing the sidekick. <laughs> if they want a sidekick, they're playing the sidekick. Now that's actually kind of interesting because like we have friends that hop in and out of our games and have main characters. No, maybe like you know our friend Corey or AJ want to hop in and out of our games. Yeah, make them a sidekick. Like, hey, choose a character. We got a sidekick for you. Boom. You level whatever, and you're gonna be a lot simpler. Yeah, no, that, it that really is easy. No, it could work this just as fine. I think it, it gives more, I don't know, more ease into the game. Unless, you know, they, they want to make their own characters yeah. or whatever. But, like, that's like, here, we got some sidekicks. I got five. Pick who you want. Or show me what you want. Go for it. I think it's a really good choice. Especially when you're at your own table. Like you got that one friend that comes around once a, once a blue moon. Or they can't make it to every session. Like, like all these uh, DD podcasts, you know? Like, yeah, yeah I got a couple of people that come, hop in now. Do that. And instead of, you know, leveling your party evenly, even when the player's not there, and, you know, it's like, oh, you know, six of my ten players are at level ten, and the other four are level five because they've missed all of this time, mm-hmm. make them a sidekick. Make them a sidekick. Because then you can jump up, like, hey, that sidekick went away for a minute, did his own shit, bring him back in, level him up. Aww. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. That's um, actually so. Everything I've talked about is in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Oh, it's all in Tasha. All in Tasha's. Oh, I thought you were talking about multiple. No, it, everything I've brought up is in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Um, so yeah, with the creating the sidekick, so you have to choose if they're an expert, a spellcaster, or a warrior. Those are their only three choices, mm. and each one has its own leveling block. Okay. Um, so a wizard and a sorcerer just die at level one easily, you know, to a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Sidekick already dead. Um, so like for, for example, an expert at first level gets a plus two proficiency bonus. Um, and it gets bonus proficiencies and helpful for its features. That's actually really good. Um, say at, let's say six level. It's a plus three to its proficiency bonus, and it has coordinated strike. What's coordinated strike? Um, is, this, is that just like extra plus not two to your sure attack exactly or damage? What the coordinated strike is? Let's do this real quick. Because that's interesting. Because helpful just means you're helping with the whatever. Oh come on! Control V. Control C. I mean. Um, I'm sure it's in the features somewhere. Um, I'm not a hundred. I, I didn't. I, I literally just chose that out of. No, no, no. Uh, I was just just curious. I'm not sure. We can look up exactly later. what the coordinated strike is. I look it up. Um, oh, it tells you right down here. I found it. No. Okay. Coordinated strike. The sidekick is adept at fighting in concert with a companion. When the sidekick uses its helpful feature to aid an ally in attacking a creature. That target can be up to 30 feet away from the sidekick. And the sidekick can deal an extra 2d6 damage Damn. to it the next time the sidekick hits it with an attack roll before the end of the current turn. The extra damage is the same type of damage dealt by the attack. So who's making a second character? Or a third <laughs> or fourth? Um, the spellcaster 
Um, it's just going to go 8th level. Um, no, it, it just gets an ability improvement. It's got a plus 3. But it's got... So at 8th level, it's got 3 cantrips, 6 spells. Damn. Um, 6 spells known. 4... Oh, 6 spells known. Um, four uses. No, sorry, sorry. I said eighth level. So five spells known, four first level spells, and three second level spells. Damn. Um, and and for people wondering, well, I'm saying, damn, well, that's amazing. I never play any spellcasters. I hate playing them. They're too complicated for me for sometimes. So I don't know. <laughs> so spellcasters can take three different roles. They can be a mage, a healer, or a prodigy. What's a prodigy? Prodigy is a bard or a warlock. Oh. A healer, cleric, or druid. Mage, they're a wizard. Okay. Um, Maybe. And that's, that's what spell list they go off of. Mm. Um, and then, you know, their ability, intelligence for wizard, wizard, wisdom for cleric and druid, charisma for bard and warlock. Um, nice. And then we've got the warrior. A warrior sidekick grows in martial prowess, prowess as it fights by your side. It might be a soldier, a town guard, a battle-trained beast, or any other creature honed for combat. Um, so let's say at 10th level it gets improved defense, and it's got a plus 4 to its proficiency. Uh, it looks like it gets indomitable at 11th level. Um... Man. The sidekick is pretty cool, but you do not have all of the choices that you would with a normal PC. No, but it's um, still it's still like it's still helpful. Yeah, I, no, I think it would be it, it it's super helpful. Um and I'm glad that, you know, I actually cracked this fucking book open and started reading more than just, you know, the first couple of chapters. Um I didn't I didn't go to the end of the thing and um, I read, you know, chapter one and that's it. That's where I stopped in Tasha's. <laughs> um, chapter two is the group patrons. Chapter three is magical, uh, miscellany, which is just like the personalizing spells, magic tattoos. Mm -hmm. Um, and then chapter four is DM's tools. Um, see, I just go to the, wherever it says, where they add character creation, what's new in the book, like characters or items. That's where I go. I don't read any stories. That's chapter one. Oh, uh, chapter one. Yep. <laughs> Usually, that's like back of a book. All right. Looks like uh, David Lott just shared our stream over on Twitter. Um, he uh, he might be here for the next tabletop and table talk and drinks. It's hard to say. Say that three times fast. I already have a really you bad. Say it three times fast. Table talk and drinks. Table talk and drinks. <laughs> I already have a bad. <laughs> I already have a bad. No, speech. <laughs> speech. Um, we're only thirty minutes in, man. What do you want to talk about? <sighs> Should we do character creations? What's our What's your thought process on you making a character, or how um, a character should be built? Well, not really I, though, I don't care how people build characters, man. Like I don't, I don't micro, like man, I don't, I don't, I don't min max my character builds. Mm. I don't go do a bunch of research online <laughs> trying to figure out the best fucking combination. I literally go, hmm, I've never played this class before. Hmm, I've never played this race before. 
Hmm. Somebody's like, oh, those don't work together. I don't fucking care. I'm playing it. Yeah. Douche. I don't care. Like, I am, I will not min-max. I have never min-maxed, and I don't see the reason for it outside of, like... Competitive. Like, just, it, it, it seems like such a, like a power, a power move. Like, I've got to be the best. Like, oh. and I'm not like that. Like, if you're like that, hey, you know, you do you. I'm sorry if I offended. I'm not <laughs> like that. Yeah, no. So, and for me, I don't try to make max, but I try and find the best, like, combination that works for my character. When I build a character, and yes, it's around pirate or a thief or something of that nature. Like, so, like, when I build, when I build a... In comes the doctor for a hug and kiss. What are you doing? We're making a podcast. Go. Anna. Watch out, baby. Thanks. Hey. But. That's my daughter. Kitty. <laughs> I know. He made something. <laughs> um, no, but. So when I, when I make a character, I, I, I don't go in and say, like, I'm going to be this class, this race. I go, here's a backstory. Whatever it is. Pirates. Pirates. Mostly a pirate or some type of... I lived on a boat for 27 years. Or a smuggler. I've got scurvy and I can only grow half a beard. I am a pirate. It's not my goblin. (laughs) (laughs) My goblin was, was actually, actually... When I, let's, I'll, I'll talk about Balmir actually how my thought process for him I said you know what I want to play as an artificer but I don't want to play a dwarf because those two kind of always seem like they go together you know, I played a warforged artificer once that was pretty sweet yeah but like but I was like you know what I'll play a goblin because I haven't seen people play much of goblins I'm like so yeah. like, I'll pick a goblin that sounds like a weird thing most people like, oh, goblins are usually shopkeepers, you know, or bank tellers, if you're, you know, of the Harry of the Wizard. And you made him a jeweler. And I made him a jeweler. Because it, it sound, because when, when we're making the campaign, I'm like, I have to make something that makes a little bit more sense how my character is for what I have in my backstory. I won't make spoilers here. Or we can make spoilers here. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how far I want to go in detail of the character I made. Well, let's not go into too far detail. <laughs> You're gonna have to go check out the Icewind Dale campaign yeah. if you want that. Um, but no, um, actually, I'll talk about my other characters uh, other than Balmir because well, that's my process. Because I'll do backstory, characters, and class, and then I'll go in, into the character creation of the classes, and I'll look. Let's we'll see what's there, and then I'll just start picking what makes more sense to what my character is like. I have a a, a a changeling that is a pirate. was on a boat. But my backstory is I was part of it's a rogue but also kind of like a fighter. Because the backstory was I was, I was I was a traveling adventurer got kidnapped by pirates. More like I joined. Because certain... Certain things came, became benefits between the captain and the first mate were couples. Something happened. The he was boning the first mate and the captain. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, and then making that story like that's how I got there. I know people, and then something happened, and then I'm an undead pirate. 
the time I go. I don't know. I don't know what's going with that. I lost train of thought because maybe this is finally kicking in. <laughs> he noticed his one-track mind. He's like, I'm going to live on land. Nope, I'm going to be a I'm pirate. Nee! <laughs> I actually have tried a, a different way. Um, that was my uh, old man when I did, back in the day, uh, Teddy Roosevelt was the character. It was a fighter. It was an old man. His wife just died. And then just, it was going to be die a die of scurvy because he was a pirate. No, no, it was, <laughs> wasn't a pirate. I wasn't on the pirate thing then. Um, I think I, I think you got to blame Warhammer for my pirate thing going on right now. Um, <laughs> hey, we're not talking about Warhammer today. We're talking about D and D. Yeah, well, that's where <laughs> most of my inspiration comes from, and culture, classics, and all that fun jazz. Pirates in the Caribbean, damn Johnny Depp, and Orlando Blooms. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, but uh, is. Uh, just already went off the deep end. But yeah, that's how I go. But I don't want to. I don't. I don't like McMaxing, but unless it you know calls for it, I'll do it. Like I said, I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. I'm not for it. I like making my characters random. You could literally hand me a sheet like, here's your character. I right, let's do this. I like character creation of story. I can care less what I'm playing. I'll figure it out. Especially when I'm a wizard or a sorcerer. Uh, I'll hate it, but I'll try to figure it out. Easy way for me to go for that is like, I'm a warlock. Yeah, I'm going down the evil path. <laughs> no question. Evil. I will, I will, um, what's her name? Uh, the serpent lady, uh, uh, what's her name? That god deity. Uh, can't think of it. I will, I'll probably come up with it later, but, uh, yeah, just go straight down evil like, not like totally like, maybe I might be the big bad guy at the very end. Because I, I think that's cool. If, if, if a table, uh, if you talk to your DM, like, hey, we're on this quest. We got to find this big bad guy. But I'm the big bad guy. There's a lot of people like, oh, they found this NPC that became a big bad. How about one of the players become a big bad? That's a good idea. That's kind of like how I think with my, with my pirate I'm one. just going to throw out a... A podcast here, just, uh, you know, maybe, just maybe, you should go listen to Sanity Damage. Oh, really? Homebrew, over on uh, Homebrew Podcasts, um, Sanity Damage, uh, Nathan, I cannot remember Nathan's last name, um, Nathan's the DM over there, and uh, it's it's a nice... Uh, mm. It, it's a good campaign, um, and I would I would really like to throw out Power Word Fail. Um, Cody uh, is the DM of that. He uh, he's also it's also part of the Homebrew Network. We are not part of the Homebrew Network. They're just a couple podcasts uh, that uh, I really enjoy listening to. Um, oh, um, and they throw a lot of uh, wrenches. You're just like listening, and you're just like, wait one motherfucking minute. Yep. <laughs> I just I listened to them already. One that was about infested, uh, the infested uh, horror one they had. I just listened to like episode eighty something, eighty nine, eighty six, whatever. Okay. That one, but go listen to them. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. You got something else we can talk about? Or we can keep. I can keep going on character creations forever. Even though I'm like, no, like my character creations, like yay. Derek only doesn't want to check mine right now. Um. So, 
there's a lot of talk on TikTok lately about how uh, people are getting mad at DMs specifically not using the traditional stat block for monsters. Who cares? Um, like, and it's your table. Exactly. So I, I I don't remember who she is, but there was this creator on TikTok that I came across, and uh, and she literally opened the fucking D, uh, the I think it was a DMG, um, and was like page fucking fifteen or whatever. It's like right here, you know. This is a book of you know rules and guidelines. The table is yours. Take these monsters and make them your own. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of people are getting mad. It's like, oh, I don't remember goblins having fire immunity. And it was like, well, that's because the regular stat block, they have resistance. Yeah. But at my table, they have immunity. And hey, I have changed stat blocks more times than I can change. I, I, can, I can shake a stick at. And the reason I do that is because I do have a lot of assholes at my table that are like, Oh, I faced this monster before. Technically, technically, technically he has two aspects. Um, and I love him. I love him dearly. But I have to change it. Because if I don't, you know, they're going to try not to remember that this creature is vulnerable to fire. And they're going to be like, fireball! And I'm like, it's resistant. And they're like, what? Yeah. And what then, up, and, dog? And then they're going to get mad, too. <laughs> and we won't but, name but I I faced I faced this creature well I've changed the stat block and I do it all the time for the simple fact um it's just like it's like working on something you know doing anything you're not supposed to memorize the book you're supposed to have the book in front of you to have you know the most up-to-date rules and as the DM I make the rules, therefore I have the most up-to-date rules. And I personally like, like I said, I like changing the stat blocks because I do like stopping the power gamers from, you know, coming in and being like, oh, they're a bunch of fairies. They're, you know, vulnerable to fire damage. I Not these fairies. Yeah. I don't, they're immune to fire damage. And you're like, this mother... <laughs> I changed the stat block. And frankly, I don't care. It's... You know, it's our table. It's your story. You're telling the story. We're playing the story. I think everybody, uh, everybody's table, should forget the fucking rules. Well, not forget all of them. <laughs> Bring some. <laughs> you don't back. forget the rules. You need them. You need yeah, them a little you, bit. You kind of need them a little bit. But if you're making like your own like world, like with my game, I'm trying to trying to write, but I'm lazy, and I haven't done it. I haven't written anything yet. But I have ideas. Like with the with the bar, like the bar tavern, like. That's not be played like, you know, a normal D&D campaign. It's meant to be like, hey, I got this one tavern. I'm going to stick it in the world. Call it a day. This one is, hey, it's a world. I'm taking the whole fucking tavern book into the world. And then I'm going to make whatever. No. Um, I'm going to have some monsters. I'm gonna, I might take that monsters and I'll take another monster stop block. Mix it up. Um, or not do that entirely. Just say, no. It's just like... Here is this monster. Please kill it. Because I have no idea what I'm doing. I think everybody should just... That's what I love about high fantasy gaming. Like D&D or Mythcraft or Pathfinder or whatever the fuck you want to play. 
just bring in your own ideas. Um, and hopefully they don't suck. <laughs> and hopefully they don't suck. Yeah. Hopefully that's, they don't, that's they don't the suck. Joy. Hopefully they don't they suck. suck. And we play that's our look. motto today. Hopefully they don't suck. <laughs> hopefully they don't suck. Like this podcast. Um, <laughs> we're working hard on it. Um, but yeah, no, like, it's just dumb. Like, when I hear all these stories now, especially on Tech Dog, and just, like, just in general from other players, it's just, like, it's like, that's not how I meant to play. Change it up. Do something. Like, like for example, like we had um, one game, we went in, we didn't have anything to fight fucking were-rats. Uh, huh. um, but, you know, like, okay, let's let's make do what we have and try to do it. In my opinion, were-rats at, you know, level one with nothing is kind of bullshit, but... I Who with... <laughs> would have done that to you? Oh, the person I don't talk to. Um, but like that's that's what that was his idea, and or he was going off the book or whatever he was doing. I ran with that. That's fine in my book. But like, if you're the DM, help your players. That's what a lot of, like to see with you with your game. You help us, sort of. But I just didn't want him to die in session one. Now <laughs> I'm just trying to kill him. Now he's trying. I'm to kill kidding. But even though uh, too, like um, you know, you had a monster over here. That I was shooting at, we ran away. You didn't have that monster chase us. The monster receded back and left me alone. And then you showed up with two owl bears. <laughs> Who me? But that was enjoyable though. Go watch the Ice Vendel campaign. Well, that's it's on YouTube. You'll see what happens. But but like like that concept, like hey, you took this really high powerful monster and split it into really two high powerful monsters. I still ran with it. That was my game. I might. Make it easy because I have no idea what how I'm going to run it because I'm thinking everybody's like a normal town folk, like you don't have supernatural powers. Like well, you do if you choose to be a wizard, but you're going to die in a few hits unless we change the stat block to everybody has fighter levels. You know, make the game your own game. Yeah, no, I'm I'm <coughs> I'm all for that. Um... And so that was a long rant, trying not to spoil anything, but check and take ideas. <laughs> yeah. Go check out the Icewind Dale campaign on YouTube. Um, we've got three episodes out right now. We've got our next coming out at the end of this month. I believe it's July 20, 28th or July 29th. It's a Saturday. Um, yeah, it's we play live. Um, they're about five or six hours long. Um, we're going to try to do these uh, about once a week, hopefully on Fridays, um, maybe on Sundays, maybe on Saturdays. It really just depends on... On our timing, um, but don't worry, I'll be drunk as usual. And the goal—the goal—is to have a lot more to talk about, um, and you know, several several drinks. in. we're gonna try to keep it right about an hour. Um, yeah. We don't want to go too much over an hour, um, for the simple fact, like, yeah. um, we don't want to bore anybody. Um, Especially when I start to talk. <laughs> so I have a really really cool tavern idea, and I. <laughs> Sure that it has been put out there before. Well, you don't know. Hit me. But my tavern idea, it's... So it is a chain tavern. Like a restaurant chain? or Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a restaurant chain. Right? But it's the same tavern. So, say you, uh, you show up anywhere on the Sword Coast. Yeah, that's the map of the Sword Coast right there. Um, let's say you're in Baldur's Gate. And you walk into Rickety Ann's Tavern, right? 
everything, you know, it matches the city around. You walk through the door and, hey, there's Marlo at the bar, as the barkeep. Hmm. Oh, hey, there's Cindy, the same bar uh, waitress that you've been dealing with, that you dealt with in the last town. Uh, oh, hey, there's Frank. This tavern looks familiar. It is literally identical to the tavern in the town you just left, except for the outside. Okay, you come out of the town. You go up to, uh, let's say you go up to Luskin. You walk into the Pirate's Cove. You open the door. It, you know, it's all beat up and battered and fucking looks like a run-down black ship. Hey, my cat, please. You open the door and, hey, there's Marlo. There's Frank. I think There's Cindy. It's the exact same tavern on the inside. It's a magical tavern. It goes wherever the players are. Hmm. It seems something like that. Some, some bar owner or keeper put a spell on every single bar to possibly do some shenanigans of, uh, you know. Yeah, maybe when you go through the door, you literally, like, you step into a pocket dimension. Mm. And Sounds like some fun. So no matter what bar door you go into, you go into this tavern that's on its own plane of existence. Nice. Sounds, sounds like a like a restaurant from another world. Like, sorry, that's an animation. <laughs> it's a really um, good show. I didn't get it from an anime. I haven't seen that. It's a really good anime. Um, Makes you want to eat food. But you know, yeah, maybe I th- I think that that would be kind of cool just to have like a pocket dimension pub that just is. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, and it's like it's like you see people walking out of the tavern. And they're like, oh, yeah, Jim in there, and blah, 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 blah. And you walk into the tavern, and you're back in the same pocket dimension, and you're just, like, looking around. You're like, Jim isn't in here. Jim didn't enter the pocket the pocket dimension. So, you know, maybe maybe it's like a, like a caste system. You have to have a certain amount of levels or something to enter this pocket dimension. You know, Don't like, make me change my, 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 like my bar code. Like, level three or four or something, you know, like... Say, you know, once you hit level four, you've gained enough power or uh, influence in the world that you're allowed into this tavern. You know, you get so better deals like, so or whatever. Like, like better food, yeah. better price, better service or whatever. And, you know, think about it. Like, it can go all kinds of ways because, so this pocket dimension has a door everywhere at every single tavern in the entire in world. world. So if you were, you were to walk up and convince the barkeep to let you out in Luskin and you're in Baldur's Gate. Damn. I'll, I'll enjoy that. Look at the, the time savings of like, you know, because fucking, if you're looking over here on this map. Luskin. So Luskin is way up here. Uh, Baldur's Gate, there's Halfway. Winter Deep. Baldur's Gate's right here. Yeah. So, like, you enter the fucking tavern in Baldur's Gate, you convince them somehow, I don't know, fucking DC check of 30, um, you know, <laughs> on fucking persuasion, and she's like, okay, dear, boom, you're in fucking Luskin. That is literally, so this is 500 miles. So you're... That's four days. You are, like, 11, 1,200 miles away. Oh, so, and you're on wagon, too, because you're not... Oh, so yeah, you a, are weak so that's months, a, that's a month, months that's a month away. Travel. 
But you also can learn that as much travel that you know, the DM doesn't have to come up with, or something the DM could have what? done. Yeah, and... I don't know. I think I think it would be really cool to just have you know a pocket dimension tavern. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, It'd be also kind of cool of a crazy um, horror game too. Like you keep entering the same tavern, like you can't leave it. You're stuck until you break the curse. He's trying to Groundhog Day this now. Not Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things, you know. Just especially with, with, with my bar crawl. You know, I can have one that take that idea. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. If you let me. <laughs> hey, it's but, out there. It's out in the ether. Take yeah. it. And then, you know, put it in mine. Like, like and this one, like, hey, like. Yeah, that can go all sorts of ways. That's actually kind of cool. Save on a horse and buggy. Free travel. But who, at what price, though, too? Yeah. At what price? Maybe it's an eldritch fucking god that rules the tavern. And every time oh. you use their door, dude, they take a small piece of your soul. Maybe it costs you a level. The beer gods have answered. It costs you a level. To exit somewhere you I'll take, enter I'll, from. I'll take it. Just be a fighter and then, or a monk or whatever. Because, you know, monks at level whatever one are still pretty powerful. I'm just saying, though, like, like cost, it, it, if it costs you a level, I'll still cost you HP, cost you a spell slot. Like, there's some things, dude, like, Time you to could, sacrifice. <laughs> there's just, you know, maybe you come in there and literally every single being in there that's not you and your party are all eldritch fucking gods. Hell yeah. Or just deities that are waiting to make a deal. Nice. This tavern is the crossroads. Let's Ooh, make a deal. That's good. <laughs> crossroads taverns. Mm. <laughs> And if anybody does use it, you gotta tag us because we want to see it. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah! Tag playtest till it breaks. Twitter, Facebook, tw- uh, fucking YouTube, uh, TikTok. Anywhere I think at this point. Um. Oh, we gotta get the threads going. The threads. It's Facebook's Twitter. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if you want to yeah, do yeah, that. One more social media they get on to. So, yeah, like, it's, uh, that's actually... that tavern, that tavern's a really cool idea. Um, um, oh, there was actually a thing I was going to ask you. How do you feel, um, players, like, I know, I don't know, it's on players, like, you know, like, you know, paladins, clerics, warlocks. Most of those are like the ones that go to God, Godhood, or try to reach ascend to Godhood, or Devilhood. You're a warlock. Um, how do you feel like, like a, a fighter or a, a monk or breaching deity? How do you feel like a, a player character going to deity and still playing in the game? Playing in the game, I think that's difficult. Um, kind of like a like a um, uh, the lucky die. How one of their characters went to deity. Well, they they did the tr- were doing trials to go to deity. Um, that's an example. I think if you're doing trials, that could be that could be really fun. But I think once once a PC becomes a true deity, like there's literally nothing that's going to stop them outside of other deities. Mm-hmm. So now you come now now you become M V. D C 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she had like like have a the DD character of like like oh his astro form is down here. He's not all powerful. He's still like a level eight or some shit like that. Well, I mean, I don't I don't see a, a PC becoming a deity until they reach a minimum of level twenty. Yeah, well, that's, um, that's usually what it, it, you know. They'll hit level twenty one, and that's when they ascend to to godhood or deityhood or however patronhood you want to call it. Um, and I think that's completely fine for end of campaign. End of campaign. Um, unless you're running like a god campaign, and if you're doing that, you might as well check out Mythcraft. Oh, is and, that what they're doing? Well, no, but I'm saying, so Mythcraft goes to level 30. Yeah. So if you become a deity at level 20, I'm not saying Mythcraft does this, but, you know, become a, a deity at level 20, and then your campaign transitions into a god versus god versus god campaign mm. from 20 to 30, I think that's that's definitely doable. But we will talk about Mythcraft, Next time on Table Talk and Drinks. Or Drinks and Table Talk. Or TTG. TT and D. 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 Um, Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to Table Talk and Drinks. Drop some ideas, uh, some conversations you would like to hear about about anything in the comments. Um, Well, we'll be reading. Yeah, um, you know. Join us next week as we uh, talk about Mythcraft. Um, oh, nice! We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to dump into uh, jump into Mythcraft. It's uh, it's still in playtesting. Um, I know they're getting ready to come out with their their uh, phase two of playtesting. Um, I think they're still looking um, at January for a full release. Um, yeah. It might come a little early, um, but uh, yeah. If you've got any questions about Mythcraft, um, you know we can, you know, and you and you're not in the Discord, um, you know, get in their Discord. There's like I don't know, fucking a shit ton of people in there that can answer questions. Um, There are more nerds there than us. We are not (laughs) affiliated with Mythcraft um, outside of um, we're founders. Um, We bought the books. We're early. We're early subscribers. Um, We do have playtest material. We do have playtest access, um, so we're gonna we're gonna look through the books, and uh, we'll see you guys either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday of uh, of next weekend. Um, thanks for hanging out. Like I said, I'm David Mode, and I'm Derek.